Good morning and welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here. I do, uh, for you audio engineers, my voice didn't change. I uh, went on vacation and uh, got a little something. But uh, no real announcements this week. Um, just wanted to say uh, one personal announcement more than anything else. Uh, yesterday I turned 53, had a uh, good workout, and uh, just wanted to thank everybody who sent me birthday wishes. Uh, obviously, uh, my life has changed significantly with F3, and uh, appreciate all the, the well wishes. Had a great birthday, had some great barbecue, and, um, you know, just very, really, really thankful. I'm a blessed and humbled man, and uh, just wanted to make sure all the listeners knew that. So, all right, jumping into today's topic. One of my favorite topics uh, is dealing with um, young men and uh, and young women, but basically, um, this is this is a great topic. So, as we start to get into it, I want to make sure if you're a father of daughters or you're a, a parent or an aunt or an uncle, make sure you're listening for um, the content because what we're talking about here is um, something that really could change the next generation. I, I'm just convinced the skills that you learn um, through these activities um, make it, will make a difference in the next generation. So let's start with the easy stuff first, and we'll just get into it. Uh, Titan? Who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? I was EH'd originally by Gangsta Mouse and then with a, with a follow-up push by Rock in 2011. So I've been doing it for roughly 10 years now uh, and very, very proud and happy to be a part of it. And uh, we're, we're going to do a special shout-out to Gangster Mouse. And, I, and that's another guy since I've been home. Is he still around? He is still around, think. but he has he's been uh I know he's been dealing with a, a variety of injuries over the years. Um okay. but uh when I first moved to Charlotte in two thousand eleven, I lived in Governor Square and uh Matt Jones is gangsta mouse and, and gangsta, you know, immediately uh, we we had like a neighborhood happy hour and he's like, Hey, you should try this workout. It's it's great. It starts at five thirty in the morning. I was like, Wait, what? It starts at five thirty? Um, which I'm kind of a morning person, but wasn't that early of a morning person, and uh, went to the workout, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty hard, um, and then ended up messing up my back and, and took some time off, and then our buddy Rock, Pete Smolowitz, who is, who is the man and a master salesman, um, was going through some, some brain surgery, actually, back in the fall of 2011, and he literally EH'd probably 10 guys from our neighborhood. Um, Doe, Barracuda, Malco, who's the man behind Mudgear, and a number of other folks. And we all started uh, in earnest in January of 2012. So uh, big shout-out to both Gangsta and, and Rock for, for getting us all out there. And saw, saw Doe this morning. Um, so, you know, some of these guys have been, been working out with them in the gloom for 10-plus years. Yeah, and I – um. Uh, for you listeners who are new to F3, he just named off, like, um, that that crew that he just talked about um, are all guys that made a huge impact on F3 when it was in its infancy and really pushed it out. Really, they each, they, that, that whole group, he aged a lot of guys and got, got a lot of guys involved. So shout out to all those guys. And I know um, we're, you're, you worked out with me yesterday. Um, who named you? So uh, Dredd actually named me at uh, at the AG workout on a Wednesday. Uh, 
And when I said my name, he, he thought I said McNair, as in Steve McNair, the Tennessee Titans quarterback uh, back then. And uh, I, I heard some of the other names going around the COT and, determ- and determined it was not in my best interest to uh, correct him and uh, t- took the Titan and rolled with it. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, knuckle bump to that old man who, uh, uh, for clarification purposes, he was referring to me yesterday as a baby boomer. I was born in 1968. Uh, to be in Gen X, you only have to be like born by like 1965. So I'm just uh, for clarity. That was part of our discussion at this morning's workout. Is I am definitely a Gen X. So jumping into today's topic, let's get there. I was going to sidetrack you for a few minutes. Sorry about that. Uh, no worries. Why don't we st- let's let's kind of set the tables for the uh, for uh, listeners. So one of what we're talking about today is um, Titan has been very active in core wrestling. And so uh, for you guys who know me, um, you know, Marines, there's Marine Corps martial arts, but really wrestling, boxing, um, um, jiu-jitsu, any of this kind of stuff, uh, it's what men are supposed to do, and it's what boys are supposed to do. And so I'm just going to let you take it from there. And why don't you talk just – why don't you set the table a little bit about core wrestling, and um, let's get the listeners kind of caught up on, on all the stuff going on with core wrestling. Sure. So, so core wrestling um, is, is a 501c3 that was founded by a gentleman named Stan Banks uh, roughly eight years ago now, nine years ago. And uh, th- really the, the mission of the program, and we've kind of tweaked it over the years, but the mission is to build a nationally competitive pa- program by helping and teaching kids, both at-risk and privileged kids, um, our core values and core skills through the sport of wrestling. Our, our core values are commitment, education, respect, and service. And then our core skills are mental, physical, and te- um, technical. And uh, by doing that, we think we can make a significant impact on, on both young men and young women if, if they choose to wrestle. Female wrestling is actually a, a very large um, growth portion of the industry right now or of the sport um, and just teach them the things that you learn by by doing the sport of wrestling such as you know just grit and, and resilience and the ability to to you know fail and then keep getting back up and doing it over and over again until you don't fail uh, so it's uh, been uh, uh, a very great experience kind of working with Stan and, and, and get getting the program to where it is today. Uh, back when, when Stan first started it, he originally was doing it <clears throat> at one of the local schools and was always, had always been working out at various schools, um, and, and Charlotte Christian being the mo- most recent. Uh, and when I get, first got involved in the program in 2017, uh, we were we were practicing at Charlotte Christian, and, and that was great uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, they they worked really well with us, and they have great facilities, and great location. But that was not great when COVID happened, because as a school, they had to take all the the various precautions that all the schools did when COVID happened, and it and it shut us down effectively. We were getting ready to wrestle in the March uh, 2020. North Carolina AAU state tournament and had some kids that were going to do well in that tournament, uh, and and they shut down that tournament, and then the world shut down, literally. This was like the week 
March 13th of 2020. And uh, we, we kind of struggled for a while because we didn't know how to reach back out to parents. We, we couldn't really access the space that we had been using. And we were shut down for probably eight months or so. Um, so, so figuring out what to do next um, was a key, key issue that, that we kind of worked through and, and struggled with uh, last, last year. So kind of talking through that, in, in May of 2020, I, I started to see some of the local programs, but also so national programs uh, that are involved in the sport of wrestling start figuring out how they were going to reach out to their members. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I've been pretty, pretty regularly attending QSource on Sundays, uh, Dreads there, uh, Snapbades there, Stinger, TML, a, bu- a bunch of guys that are just, you know, high impact men that uh, are trying to make a difference and, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, now now's the time that we need to take our program and take it to the next level. And Cobra Kai, which is Stan Banks, has had always had the vision of us having our own space, right? So, so yeah, he and I he and I started talking regularly um, about how are we going to get from where we are in May of 2020, which is with nothing and no practice facilities to how do we get our own facility and have control of our own destiny, so to speak. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going to jump in there for the uh, – you said a bunch right there, and so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to unpack a few things. So when he's talking about Cobra Kai, there's a couple different Cobra Kais in, um, in F3. So this is the one that wrestled at UNC Chapel Hill. The Cobra Kai in Fort Mill is the big rock guy. There's the Cobra Kai in Orlando – just want to make sure everybody's clear. There's a bunch of Cobra Kai's. When you hear that, um, only one of them was, uh, I want to say, you maybe you know a little bit more, but I uh, so I want to say he was he was actually a legit wrestler. Um, yeah, no, he was uh, absolutely legit. He was. Uh, yeah. His, so, uh, appreciate appreciate the uh, the doppelganger references. So this 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 Cobra Kai, uh, Stan Banks was a two-time All-American at UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, with his senior year of college, he was third in the nation. Um, so if you are somewhat familiar with wrestling, I mean, that is saying a lot right there. Um, yeah. And he is – I've been around a lot of coaches and, and a lot of wrestlers uh, really throughout my life, uh, and, and Stan is, is by far one of the best coaches that I've ever seen. Just his his ability to break moves down into steps that that kids can understand quickly um, is, is really good. And and you know, and Stan would tell you one of the other guys that we have on our coaching staff, Chad McDuffie, is a better coach than he is because uh, he's more, you know he's more technical. Um, but but yeah, Stan Stan is. Uh, it was a very good wrestler and is very much a good coach. Yes. Let me do my other reset right there for the listeners. So we're going to talk a little bit about you because I think this is the other piece I want the listeners to understand. You're going to QSource. You're, you're a guy who's got, um, I don't want to say you got things figured out, but you got, you you got your, your, yourself is you're squared away. And so you start realizing you want to make an impact bigger than yourself. 
this is part of the QSource journey that so many guys have been through. That's you know part of the reason I wanted to have you on today was so you can explain to people this was your passion. QSource um, basically was just you know that first spark of of lighting a fire in this. So the other thing that you brought up there that I want to make sure the listeners heard was there is so many. Like it's hard to explain to somebody who's never wrestled or done jiu-jitsu or, or boxed or something like that. There is so many life lessons that, um, you know, you get your face rubbed in a mat for a little bit. You say, I don't want that to happen again. And you, you can be trained and listen and work. And it's part of a cycle that I don't think, I don't think kids are getting right now. And so I just, uh, I'm going to give you the T-clap and just say, I appreciate you giving it, um, given this all your passion and pushing it. So why don't we, I, I know we get, for the listeners, we probably got to explain a little bit about you and why this is your passion, because I feel like that's part of the, the Q source into, into action is why this was your passion and how we got here. So can you, um, can, we, can you maybe catch the listeners up on, on you? Sure, sure. So uh, grew up, grew up, you know, background, Southern West Virginia, um, you know, parents moved to Ohio. Um, parents both had drinking problems, stopped drinking, decided they no longer liked each other, got divorced. And uh, I was in Columbus, Ohio around that time. And, you know, I was a pretty angry kid as a result of all that. And wrestling was a good outlet for that. Um, so that, that was a safe place to, uh, to go take out some of that aggression versus doing dumb stuff after school. So absolutely. Definitely, absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, this is where we're all going to say absolutely. And this is what kids should be doing rather than doing dumb stuff. They should be doing fun stuff like this. So I'm, I'm out of your way. Keep going. So, uh, you know, seventh, seventh grade in, in middle school, you know, you, you really don't know what you want to do. Right. So. I was like, okay, I'm going to play basketball. So start trying out for the basketball team. And my musical teacher at the time, I was taking like general music, and uh, he was the wrestling coach. And he was like, he's like, Lee, you're, you know, 80 pounds and four foot ten. What are you doing playing basketball? Come, come try wrestling. Um, so I kept going for the basketball tryout, but then I started going to the wrestling practices too. And then I just decided, like, after one one or two practices, I was like, I'm just going to wrestle. I don't want to play basketball. Um, and that, that was really it. That was the hook for me. And, um, you know, the, the rest is history in terms of us. I stuck with the sport, um, you know, lettered as a freshman. Um, I can't say that I was the greatest wrestler, but I was, I was decent and, uh, you know, ended up being a four year letterman in high school, um, played other sports, but, but wrestling was definitely my, my sport, if you will. And, uh, you know, tore, tore cartilage in both knees my senior year, decided I was pretty much done after that because I didn't, I wanted to go to a larger college um, and, and not a smaller college and wrestle. And fortunately, I was able to get a, a, a scholarship that was awarded to um, the, the kid with the highest GPA, the highest wrestler, the wrestler with the highest GPA. And, uh, you know, I've always been very thankful for, for that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to give back to the sport. Um, when I graduated from college, I 
coach for two years here down in Charlotte while I was working for PricewaterhouseCoopers, and then really got away from the sport for a, for a long, long, long time. Uh, you know, went to graduate school, was doing the work thing, then had kids, I have triplet boys, and they, uh, you know, I, I wanted them to get into the sport, but I didn't want to force it on them too early because I've seen plenty of dads and coaches do that, and kids end up hating the sport. So I waited until they were eight years old and, uh, you know, randomly happened to see a core wrestling sign at a, at a flag football field um, here in Charlotte and, you know, sent an email. Stan Banks responds back and he's like, yeah, we have a program and we even have like a mini program for, for kids that are in first and second grade, which, which two of my boys uh, were interested in doing at the time. And this is, you know, just an indication of how small the world is and, and how connected everything is. So <clears throat> reach out to, uh, to Stan. He says, bring your kids or bring my kids. And a guy named Mike Chase is, is the coach. Mike Chase is F3 unitard. He also wrestled with Stan at Chapel Hill, and he was, uh, he was my boy's first coach the first year that they wrestled. Um, and a little background on Mike. Mike is a uh, NCAA Division I ref and refs the national championships sometimes. So he's a great ref and was a great wrestler as well. Um, so, so another connection to the program. But uh, my boys did it that year. And then the next year, uh, Mike moved on to doing some other things and, and wasn't coaching at the program. And then Stan had a, a role change at his work and they needed me and another guy, Sean Gallagher, to step up and, and start coaching more. So he and I started coaching the, the rookies, if you will, which are first and second year wrestlers, and just started getting more and more involved in the program from there. So at one point I had all three of my boys wrestling, um, and, and now I really got one that really have one that does it year-round. Um, but just uh, – very, very interesting how everything is connected. Um, so, so with core now, we've got Stan, who's Cobra Kai, me, Titan, and then we have uh, Wes Norton, who is antivirus, um, who who also helps out on the on the financial side and coaching side. So, we've got three uh, three to four F three connections at core now. Yeah, and I I think for the listeners, this is this is the other part of the story, right? Is you find something you're passionate about, well, first of all, you get fit, you get some friends, you get all that in alignment, you get involved with QSource, you get yourself kind of supercharged, get your buddies supercharged. We went from having this, um, and, and, I, and Core's had a decent success rate, but I think you just got to, as you're listening to this, I hope you can understand, like, Core is going to become probably a, um, well, basically a world-class wrestling group um, academy, basically, for the soccer guys. It's going to be an academy-style wrestling organization. Just as, just yes, to spark. Yes, that's, that's right. And that's, and that's, yeah, just to spark through QSource and all that. Yeah, just through – the vision is basically these guys took what they're passionate about with a little spark from QSource. Um, and and I think maybe why – don't you, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about where CORE's at now and kind of going from a, being a, you know, in a shared space, doing all this kind of stuff to where you guys are now. Because to me, this is, this is really where you see the results of having a plan and, and moving things forward with all the right guys. So why don't you take it from there? Sure. Um, 
So, so just stepping back to, to, to May of last year when, it, when we really started trying to figure out, like, how are we going to keep our base of wrestlers that we've been coaching for the last, you know, three, three to four years and, and continue to train them when we really don't have access to a facility. So first we're like, I was like, okay, man, we can do F3 boot camp style stuff at a minimum. We can just go to a park. And it was like, well, do we have to ask for permission? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like, let's just go to a park um, because of everything that was going on, on with COVID. And, uh, you know, by the time we really started figuring out our plan, I stumbled across some space um, that I thought we could uh, potentially take down as a, as a, uh, as a rental um, or, or to lease, and that space was actually next door to where my daughter's gymnastics facility is here in Charlotte. And kind of interesting sidebar, that facility is run by a woman that graduated from my high school in Worthington, Ohio, and next door to that there is a soccer shots facility, which uh, another guy that I went to high school with that was two years older than me in Worthington, Ohio, um, runs that. So lots of random connections, but I ended up reaching out to the, the owner of the space, um, which is Daniel Levine, Levine Properties, and uh, started working with, with Daniel to negotiate the lease and, uh, you know, ended up working out a deal that, that was beneficial to him and to us, and we appreciate everything that they've done with us so far. Um, we raised uh, a lot of money, um, really in earnest between November and and probably March of this year to kind of get us to where we had the proper cushion uh, on, on our lease as we were rebuilding the program, um, as well as to purchase mats um, and, and weight equipment and pull-up bars and battle ropes. Uh, so, so going back to like May where we had nothing, we were able to gain access to Charlotte Christian's facility and practice there one day a week um, and then two days a week basically from November um, to, to March. And then we, started, we opened up our facility on, on May 1st and have been practicing there. And we're now doing practices really five days a week where we do technical wrestling training on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Uh, Monday and Wednesday, it's 6 to 7.15 for the, the 8 to 14-year-old kids and uh, 7, 7.15 to like 8.30 for the high school kids um, on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do just pure strength and conditioning. And, and really because of the kids being that we're focused on right now, 8 to 14, we are really doing pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, battle ropes, and box jumps uh, for an hour and 15 minutes. So watch, you know you're doing a good job when you see, a, see an eight- or nine-year-old boy dripping in sweat. <laughs> um, and uh, we also practice on Saturdays from 10 to 11.15, and that is when we're not, uh, we're not competing in any tournaments. And the whole, the whole wrestling season this year has been very fluid, as everything has been because of COVID. Um, but it, uh, we've been able to, to work it out. And, you know, we have 25 
wrestlers. We had 25 wrestlers in May. Um, our goal is to get to 50 wrestlers by Labor Day. Um, and I think we're, we're, we definitely can make that happen. I uh, just want to get the word out, certainly via this. And, you know, when you have folks in Charlotte metro area, I've definitely been talking it up in uh, COTs for sure. Um, we're doing a few other things this year to, to kind of help build it out. Uh, we're doing it, We're going to do two wrestling camps. Uh, the first one is going to be June 21st through the 24th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. focused on that 8 to 14-year-old range. And if somebody's, you know, outside of that range, I'm sure we can figure out a way to, to make it work. But uh, that is really to teach new kids new to the sport just the basics. Um, and then people that have a little bit more experience, you can always get uh, something that will benefit you just by getting more reps in. Um, and then the last thing that we're doing this summer just to kind of build awareness around the program is doing uh, what we call Saturday Showdowns. Um, and that's an opportunity for, for kids to get um, anywhere from at least, at least four matches, hope, hopefully you know, more than that, um, on, on Saturdays, every other Saturday. We were going to start tomorrow, but I, we're going to push it out a few weeks just because we're trying to get everything set up to make sure we launch it correctly. And, in the uh, vein of the, the 43-foot podcast, uh, we are moving very fast on a lot of different things. But uh, the Saturday showdowns will be good because it'll allow kids to wrestle people from other other clubs. Uh, you know, in addition to core, there there's other clubs around the city uh, that we wrestle and compete against. Uh, and really, the the club differential, a lot of it is driven by location. Like where where are you located um, tends to drive where your club is. Just like for an F3 workout, you're going to tend to go to workouts that are closer to your house versus further away. Yeah, and um, I'm going to jump in there a couple things. Uh, if you're a wrestling guy and you're somewhere across the United States, um, obviously uh, we want you to get connected with CORE, and that's part of the reason we're having the – we had him tight on the podcast today was we want, to, we want there to be an F3 connection with wrestling um, across the country, across the – you know, we're international now, so across the world, because wrestling is kind of uh, an international sport. And so if you hear that, the other one, if you're a soccer guy or a basketball guy and you want to see how, um, you know, how to light a fire and how to do it right, these guys have done it. And you should reach out to them and learn more about what they did to go from kind of rented space, you know, basically trickling along into this very – uh, it's a real program now. So, and I know we're getting on, we're getting close to the end of our time. What we got to make sure we get your contact information out. But what are what are all the other like? Are any final thoughts and tips you want to you want to give the listeners on um, on the program and kind of like I I want I want to celebrate your success here, but I also I, I know there's so many tips and things you've learned along the way. What else do you want to share with the listeners? Well, first. Um I guess more than anything, I want to just say thanks to to everyone that has helped us get to where we are. There's a whole bunch of people. Uh, we've we've definitely built sponsorship connections through or, or sponsorships through connections um, in the city. You know, Grub Properties, Cinco Properties, Moore and Van Allen, um, uh, State Building Services, which is uh, Booty's company. 
um, other guys, like individuals that just helped out from, from providing advice. Um, Gnarly Goat gave me some great fire code advice, honestly. And it's just one of those things that not my wheelhouse at all, and I wanted to make sure we were doing everything in compliance, and, and, and he helped us kind of track down the right people to talk to and, and make sure we were doing all that correctly. So big shout-out to him. Um, you know, all the guys from QSource in terms of just helping me bounce ideas off some of them um, in, in terms of fundraising. Uh, Jim Harshaw is another guy who I talked with, uh, CR, Jim Kochet. Um, just, I would say on that note, like advice, just talk to as many people as you can about your idea and let them poke holes through it and, you know, point out things that, that you may not be thinking about that you should be thinking about, right? Because there's, there's plenty of people that have started new things or, or launched something, um, that, kind of learn from their mistakes uh, so, so you can build build up higher than, than where they started. Um, I would say that would be the biggest advice that I can give. And there's so many people with so many different skill sets throughout F3 that you can reach out to that can help you uh, navigate things that aren't your area of expertise. I know Dredd calls it side sourcing. Um, you know, you may be able to do something, but there's probably somebody that can do it significantly better if you just leverage their um, expertise and capabilities. So I, I definitely try to do that. Like, I can, I can figure something out, but it's, it doesn't make sense for me to figure it out if it's going to take me two weeks and somebody knows it in five minutes. Um, so, so try to do that uh, as much as possible. And the other thing is, you know, try, try and delegate um, things throughout, like, you know, Cobra Kai and I can't do everything, right? So, so we've got a, a good team um, of people that's like six or seven of us, and we all kind of have various things that, that we focus on and kind of stay in, try to stay in our lanes and let the, the other people do their, do their thing, and we focus on what we're supposed to focus on. Um, you know, other, other things that I, that I would say just about CORE in general, I mean, we're always – in fundraising and fundraising mode as a 501c3 and, and are still still there we uh, we just put money down to purchase a mat for the upstairs of our facility we have a beautiful uh, downstairs to our facility that's built out I mean it's it's, it's pretty awesome um, but uh, just just uh, cut cut the check so to speak for the upstairs mat and uh, you know the next thing that that we're looking to do to take to the next level is Everything that we're doing right now is all volunteer. Um, all, we're, we all have day jobs or, or daytime responsibilities, and we want to get to the point where we can hire someone um, full-time as a coach because uh, we think that that will help us, you know, meet our ultimate goal, which is to build this nationally competitive program to help these at-risk and privileged kids um, go out and, and dominate, and I think that's a, a key element for us. Um, and then also around town is getting kids to and from practice. I think as the world continues to normalize, that's going to that's gonna be a challenge. Um, so if there are folks around the F3 Nation or F3 Metro in particular that can, that can uh, help us with some logistics, uh, that, that would be very helpful as well. Um, what else? What else did I miss there? Yeah, I, I'm just going to say, I, yeah, I, think, I think you did great. I think, um, you know, 
I think when you talk about wanting to start an organization, where you guys are at now is um, still use money, still use volunteers. If wrestling is your passion, make sure you reach out to these guys. And the one thing I'm going to ask you for is help us with all your contact information uh, because I think that's uh, as guys listen to this and they hear the, you know, the spark and the the passion in your voice, they're probably going to. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that want to do this with, especially athletics. Um, how did they get a hold of you? Sure. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is um, via email. L. McNear. M-C-N-E-E-R at hotmail.com and uh, cell phone 614-325-1375. And happy to, uh, to chat with anyone about uh, what they're thinking. And if you have any questions about this program specifically, certainly lo- would love to talk with you about it and how we, how we can help take it to the next level. Awesome. And um, the other one he'll tell you is uh, – for guys who do academy and do youth sports, um, biggest thing that they'll tell you is getting a kid, uh, getting a kid who's not in a great situation, and getting them to the top level of their athletic ability doesn't mean that they actually win anything, but get them to the point where they're making a difference and they believe in themselves is the best reward a coach or an organization can have. And so, if you haven't done it, I'm going to tell you to get out there and volunteer to be a be a coach somewhere because it's it is life changing when you start helping kids. So. It, uh, Brother, it was great talking. Yeah, great talking yeah, to you this morning. Yeah, and I, I'm going to give you a knuckle bump for the rest of you. Uh, for the rest of you, I'll talk to you next week. Have a uh, have a great week. See you. Thanks, thanks, Eastman. Thanks, everyone.